Hello and welcome to another edition of Mickey Rourke Talk. My name is Shane A. Bassett, your host, the movie analyst, and this is a podcast where we discuss the career, the ups and downs, highs and lows, and everything in between of American actor, Mr. Mickey Rourke. Today's film is an unusual one, not just overall, but because it's a collective of short stories, an anthology, Mickey Rourke's contribution in this Sure, it's been written for him and he's just acting out, but it is just, I don't know if it's embarrassing or it's just weird. However, if you are interested in more Mickey Rourke Talk episodes and other Mickey Rourke films, just check out Mickey Rourke Talk wherever you can find your podcasts, probably wherever you're listening to this one right now. And you can find me on social media at movie underscore analyst or my YouTube channel where I have a really great time and a privilege introducing myself to an array of cool actors and musicians and authors and writers and directors and everyone. So please check out my YouTube channel if you want to uh, hear about the careers of some interesting people. It's movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. Now, let's get into Berlin, I Love You from 2019. As I mentioned, it's a collective of short films the stories are all interconnected and they're overlapping. The characters come in and out of locations all in and around beautiful Berlin. And there's been other movies, other installments like this. There's been Paris, New York, Rio, and apparently in development, although will it happen because Berlin was such a flop, Shanghai, I Love You is meant to be happening at some stage in the near future. What's up? Come down. I want to show you my Berlin. This is Berlin. A pounding heartbeat grown out of a divided nation. People come to Berlin to dream, to dance, and to fall in love. Would it be possible to take you to dinner? See, I don't speak German. <laughs> oh, hello, darling. Hello. What's this? This is Nazar. Is he from the shelter? No, I picked him up in an alleyway. Tough day, huh? I tell you. You remind me somehow of my first boyfriend. He was also a bit nerdy. <laughs> what would you say your odds are right about now? 50-50. 50-50? Listen, everything always comes down to 50-50. Something's either gonna happen or it's not. Okay. I just had that fight with my boyfriend. I think those kind of things happen. I know what you're doing here is very noble, but it's an escape. It is not an escape. This is Berlin. This is what life is right now. You go out, have some fun. Why? What's so important about me going out? The thought of you going out and maybe meeting someone's bloody marvelous. I came here to fly away. Came to restore my faith in life. Came to Berlin for a rebirth. Are you alright? 50-50, brother. <laughs> this is how it all begins again. Feeling of love is possible. I'm very proud of you. Everything is possible. Is this typical Berlin? Nothing's typical Berlin. 
Ah, there you go. And nothing is typical in this movie. It doesn't sound that bad, right? Well, let me tell you, it is a completely unusual film. And uh, Mickey Rourke's character, Jim, is uh, part of a, I guess you could say, a subplot that uh, is a bit, a little bit uh, rattling, actually. It's a little bit bustling, to say the least. Had me thinking, and I, su- I suppose it's meant to. Now, we first see Mickey at the 33-minute, eight-second mark. He's in a bar. He's looking at this beautiful young lady who's entering the establishment. Uh, she sits down, and he immediately says to her, actually, just before she sits down, what's shaking, babe? Now, this sounded like an improvised line by Mickey, but was it? I don't know. See, Neil Butte wrote his section, wrote this part. A whole lot of different directors and writers contributed to different characters, right? So we've got Jim and Heather, uh, who are part of this particular little story arc, and it was written by Neil Laboot. Now, Neil Laboot is a really good, established and cool independent writer-director. He's done some good stuff. I've interviewed him. You can check out an interview I did with him on my YouTube channel. Uh, he is terrific. You know, he's, he's been around for a while. So that line might have been his on the paper. I don't know. He did write a movie called In the Company of Men, and that was full of eye-opening lines uh, that were politically incorrect and probably would not fly today, that's for sure. Uh, Mickey's wearing a black suit, uh, white shirt. I think there's pink buttons on the shirt. They're definitely undone. And Mickey's hair is silver. It's stiff. It's straight. It does not move hardly one little bit. Every moment he moves, the hair stays still. It's quite bizarre. Now, Heather is the beautiful blonde, the dazzling blonde that walks in to the bar. Uh, She's young enough to be his daughter. And accordingly... She's role-playing, it seems. But is she? They seem to get along immediately. Tony Garn is the actor who's playing Heather. Uh, They try to have this discussion, and it's kind of funny in a way. Also a little bit grimy as well. But she's blindsided by Jim because he's just basically, not all over her, but he's... He adores her, you can tell, uh, and he's sort of lurking and, and being nice to her, but she's taking it. She wants it to happen, I think. They have really good chemistry, I've got to say, the pair of them. I don't know whether they knew each other before making this movie, but it kind of seems like they may have. They seem to get along on screen. Uh, it works. Maybe it's just great acting from them both. Who knows? So much so, Heather agrees to meet him up at his room. 423. Now, at this point, I kind of guessed who Heather was. And the story hadn't really even unraveled. They've talked about each other's history very briefly and who they are and maybe their families. I don't want to give too much away, but I kind of guessed who this mysterious Heather was straight away. Uh, Heather and Jim, they get up close and personal in the room I'm talking about, uh, they don't do too much. There's not too much intimate activity. But by now, I definitely know who Heather is. It is obvious who Heather is. Especially because their confronting conversation goes a little bit further. However, they fall asleep in each other's arms on the lounge. Dressed as well. Not fully dressed, but dressed. 
Cut to the morning after, and a message is scrawled across the bathroom mirror in lipstick, fatal attraction style. Although this is no disgruntled one-night stand psycho, but, yeah, his long-lost daughter. She is his daughter. I know, this is what the movie does to you. But I guessed what was happening, but if you didn't, this message across the mirror in red lipstick, which, you know, that's usually reserved for either, like I said, a fatal attraction threat or a beautiful poem or I love you or a big heart or some lips or whatever it might be, not I am your daughter. I kind of guessed that was going to happen. And I don't know if this story had anything to do with Berlin or not. No, it sort of doesn't link to the city at all as far as I can remember. But that's not all because Jim is back. And in true Mickey Rourke fashion style, he enters a convenience store wearing a grey hoodie, three quarters unzipped, a pair of green trackies with Loki in big letters on the behind. Loki is Mickey's beloved late chihuahua, of course, his doggy. He's a very big animal activist and loves animals and Loki was, I guess, Mickey's favourite dog. Mentioned in a lot of uh, movies, interviews, photos and on Instagram. But uh, yeah, this is what he's wearing in this second scene in the movie in this convenience store. Now he walks into this corner shop smoking, of course, and he flicks the butt up and over his head into the street before entering the actual store. And he talks quite happily and directly to the man behind the counter, who Jim seems to know. Uh, They're kind of laughing, but they're also being a little bit sort of, um, not rude, but they're just just having a go at each other during the conversation. A little bit hard to keep up. And uh, he is asking, this is Jim's asking for extra cigarettes. He wants to take them with him home. But there's only a limit of how many he's supposed to be able to buy. Anyway, he's given some extra cigarettes and he pops this big tip to the shopkeeper. And all this happens while admitting to the shopkeeper about making a mistake. But not doing what almost happened. Again, this is so bizarre. He never mentions the incident with his daughter to the shopkeeper, just basically smiling away saying, ha ha, I did not make that mistake, but almost did. Are we being taught a lesson here in this movie? Or what? You know, I, I don't really know. One, Jim's character had not seen his daughter for a long time and missed her and then somehow his daughter had found him in Berlin and turns up at the bar and then seduces him or pretends to seduce him, gets held by her father, wakes up the next day leaves the hotel room and then writes that message on the mirror. Yeah. It's all a bit bizarre. However, it's a Mickey Rourke film and that's what I'm here to do. Talk Mickey Rourke. Now, unlike what the title may suggest, Berlin, I Love You is not that beautiful to watch and it was not well-received by critics. I don't think it was... uh, Well, it was released in cinemas, but it was barely released in cinemas. I remember it being released uh, on DVD in Australia. I don't remember it being in cinemas. It may have been in some art house cinemas, but I did not see it there. 
as I mentioned, I only saw it for the first time for this podcast recently. Did the actor Tony Garn as Heather know Mickey before the movie? Maybe they seem to get along really well on screen. Tony Garn is a natural. Definitely, I had not heard of her, but you know what? I had seen her before. She was in the Marvel Universe. She appeared in Spider-Man Far From Home as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, the seamstress. It was a pretty big deal in the Marvel Universe. You know, if you're a comic book fan, you're going to know who the seamstress is. Tony Garn played the seamstress. She's a singer, dancer, performer, model, uh, now a mum, and just, just lovely all around. Doesn't do a lot of movies, but I think she could. This is definitely one uh, I think it's not going to get her accolades, but if it was part of a showreel, her scenes, I think people, casting agents would take notice. She's in a movie called Warning from 2021 starring Mickey's mate, Thomas Jane. That's right. I don't know what to say. Mickey fist pumping on the way out is really weird. When he's walking out of the uh, convenience store, he's fist pumping as if to say, it didn't happen. Yeah, but I don't know. Actually, much of the movie is strange. And uh, he has this cut on his lip too, which I don't think I noticed beforehand. So he's got this cut in the final scene when he's in this store talking to the shopkeeper getting cigarettes. And uh, yeah, obviously... It's happened during production or it was there before but covered in makeup, but this time they didn't cover it with makeup. I don't know what sequence things were filmed in. Anyway, some of the other cast in the short vignettes are, and you might have heard some of their voices in the trailer earlier on in this podcast, Kira Knightley. She was in Domino with Mickey Rourke, 2005. Luke Wilson. He was in Masked and Anonymous, 2003 film with Mickey Rourke. Charlotte Le Bon. Charlotte Le Bon is the daughter of Simon Le Bon, lead singer of, yes, the band Duran Duran. Ah, uh, yes. So, Charlotte Le Bon also appears in Berlin, I Love You. She was in the 100-foot journey uh, film from 2014, which starred Helen Mirren. And Helen Mirren is also in Berlin, I Love You. I'd love to see Helen Mirren and Mickey Rourke in a movie together, in, like, sharing scenes. I think they'd be great. I actually think they'd be fantastic together. And final word on Charlotte Le Bon, uh, she was also in a movie called Fresh from 2022 the less you know about that movie the better but it is an 8.5 out of 10 for me oh yeah diego luna is in this movie uh he is part of the star wars universe Andor and rogue one and you know what he's dressed in drag and he has a really prominent cool role in this movie i did think it was odd also but uh yeah he looked pretty good in drag i gotta say and uh, unexpected 
Diego was also in the 2017 remake of Flatliners. Uh, I obviously loved the 1990 original much better. But um, the 2017 version isn't great by any means, but it's not as bad as what you may have been led to believe. Also, Diego Luna is in Milk from 2008, starring Sean Penn, who won the Best Actor Oscar Award that year, instead of Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. They were both up for the award in the category of Best Actor, and uh, Mickey Rourke won the Golden Globe, but Sean Penn won the Oscar. Oh, well. Sean is a good mate of Mickey, so it's all good. Who else is in Berlin? I love you. There is an array of cool actors and familiar faces. I'll just mention a couple more. Diana Agron is in it. I love Diana Agron. Another actor who is prominent in whatever she does, but doesn't do a lot of stuff. Uh, I remember her very well in a movie called The Family. I loved The Family. Uh, Directed by Luc Besson. Not a lot of people know this is a Luc Besson film. It also stars Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro, of course, was in Angel Heart with Mickey Rourke. Diana Agron was also in a movie more recently called Shiva Baby, which made my top 10 for the year of 2020. And uh, Burlesque. Well, I like Burlesque. It was all right. Christine Aguilera and Cher was in it. Diana Agron, good movie. And finally, Jim Sturgis. He's in Berlin, I Love You. And you know what? He's on my shortlist as the next 007. I don't think he'll get the role, but if you were narrowing it down to three or four actors to take over from Daniel Craig, because uh, the next James Bond, 007, is yet to be cast, I would put Jim Sturgis in there. And if you don't know who Jim Sturgis is, look him up. See what you think. I think he'd be a great 007. He's definitely in my top three picks of could-bes. But you know what? They'll probably go for a unknown, and that's fair enough. Finally... Finally, uh, let's give a final word on Berlin. I love you. Is it worth seeing? Is Mickey Rourke any good in it? Could he have played any other role? Definitely could have played other roles. There is so many different wide-ranging, bizarre characters in this. Mickey could have popped up in not any role, but in a couple of different things. You know what? They should have used him as different characters and dressed differently. You know, Maybe that might have worked. They could have done that with a few other actors. Use them in different stories. Use the same actors as different characters. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, the movie itself, is it worth watching? Not really. It is boring. It's not really romantic. It's not inspiring. Hasn't got a great soundtrack. And some of it, other than the locations, has nothing to do with Berlin. Some of it does. And I've not been to Berlin, so maybe there's some things I missed. But as a movie, Berlin, I love you. Nah. This was around the same time Mickey was doing better movies and movies that were lesser known than this, unfortunately. He did Nightmare Cinema and Tiger just before this. Now, Tiger's a true story, and I loved it, and I'll be talking about it as I will be talking about Nightmare Cinema in a future episode of Mickey Rock Talk. He plays the projectionist in Nightmare Cinema, and it's a horror anthology. A little bit like this movie. Uh, Is it? No, it's probably not. This, I wouldn't call an anthology, Berlin, I Love You. It's more of an interconnection, whereas Nightmare Cinema 
are different stories and horror stories. You know, campfire tales told by the projectionist, played by Mickey Rock. And after Berlin, I Love You, uh, Mickey Rock was in Nightwalk and Adverse. And now Adverse is actually a fantastic film that nobody's heard of. I've only seen it once, so I need to watch it a second time before I record a podcast about it. But things to look forward to, right, in Mickey Rock talk. Well, thank you for your time. Forget about Berlin, I Love You, unless you are intrigued by the weird premise that uh, both Tony Garn and Mickey Rock are involved in their characters... uh, Father and daughter reunited in such a odd way. Berlin, I love you. No, not so much. Okay, so my name is Shane A. Bassett. Thank you very much for joining me. I will see you again, either at the movies or on an up- another episode of Mickey Rock Talk. Bye for now. Two.